Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. Today, I want to talk to you about how do you make decisions going from one project to another. I talk to a lot of people who are caught in transitional periods of life and they're uncertain. What's the next thing that I'm going to do? What's the next project? How am I going to find something that I find meaningful? And of course, meaning is the thing that we want to be chasing. So today's episode is dedicated to the three P's of making a change process. Let's kick it off. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, so before we get to today's topic, I do have to give you a little heads up. If you're distracted by background noise, this may be an episode that is difficult for you to listen to. Uh, My wife and my family and I, we are camping, visiting family, and we are sitting outside as we record this. Uh, I know when I play it back, I can hear the air conditioner running. Uh, It's very difficult camping with an air conditioner, by the way. But I do want to get this to you, and my production schedule fell off a little bit this summer, and so I wanted to make sure that I did it. We're sitting outside. You're going to hear some ambient noise. You're going to hear some nature. You might hear some dogs barking. You're going to hear people talking in the background. Not to worry, HIPAA does not apply to podcast episodes, so I'm not violating anyone's HIPAA, and I'll only use my wife as a potential client example today. What I want to talk to you about today is something that I think is common for people. When they feel like what they're doing is coming to an end, they're not sure how to move forward. Whether it is their career is coming to an end. You know, I meet a lot of people in my, in my career as a therapist. I meet a lot of people who they're doing contract work. And sometimes it's long contract work. So they might be there, you know, they're technically an independent contractor, 1099. They might be there two, three, five. I've talked to one person who was there 11 years. And then the contract was coming to an end and the company was phasing out that department. And they were kind of like, okay, well, how do I figure out what it is that I do next? I know people who do volunteer work or who have a passion for for non-work related stuff. And so they're doing, they're doing different projects that way. And they're uncertain how to move forward. That's what I want to address with you today. And if we have time, I do have a question from email that I want to get to. I once had a client tease me that I love lists and I love the number three. And there's probably some truth to that. Certainly I enjoy lists. Uh, my wife teases me about that, that occasionally I like lists. And the number three, of course, Babe Ruth wore the number three, one of the, the best hitters of all time in baseball history. Uh, and today I do want to give you a list of three things that I think you could process through that will help you make a decision in how you move forward into the next project, into the next career, whatever it is that you're looking to do. I think if you take this list of three and you process it, it will help you move forward. Probably one of the reasons that I enjoy lists are are the fact. How do you like that English? I can read, I promise, is the fact that... A lot of times why we get stuck in the decision-making process is we get hung up with all the information, all the data, all of the ideas running through our brain, and we need some way to filter it. We need some way to process it, which is really all that you know, a speed limit does. It's all that the paint lines on a road does. And so I want you to look at these, these lists, these questions, as a guide 
to help you process all the data that may be running through your brain as you ponder what is the next project that I want to do. But before I get to that, I do want to just kind of frame where these three questions fit. In the past, uh, I've talked about the three questions that you have to ask for change. What do I want? What am I willing to pay? What am I willing to risk? Those would come around these three questions. So you would answer them in the beginning. These are broad spectrum, like, okay, what do I want? What, what's the kind of big thing? That if I look at a bird's eye view of it, what is it that I want? What am I willing to pay? What am I willing to risk? But to really drill down into that, what do I want? You need to ask yourself these three questions. So this kind of opens that up a little bit more so that you can get a better understanding. What is it that you want? What are you trying to achieve? What would be a win for you in this? My wife and I were recently talking about uh, doing an activity and we were, I was like, well, I don't know. Do you want to do it? And she said, I don't know. Do you want to do it? And then she started reading some of the data to me about what was going on there. And there's an opportunity for me to have some fun, which is a pretty simple win. But what is the win in what you want to do? Well, uh, let's go do that because that could be fun and there will be a win there. And so as that breaks out, you kind of get a better idea of what is it that you want as you use this, these three questions, the system to figure out what it is that you want. Then you can really explore what am I willing to pay? What am I willing to risk? And to be honest, those both would probably benefit from having their own episode in the future. So let's just jump right into it. The very first question you need to ask yourself is what's the problem to solve? What problem am I trying to solve? So we're going to go with three P's. What's the problem that I'm trying to solve? One of the things that happens is people, as they engage in this, this change process of what am I looking to do, they seem to be uncertain of what it is that they're trying to accomplish. In other words, is there a problem that you're trying to solve? As a point in fact, if you need to pitch your idea to someone else, this is proven time and time and time again to be the most beneficial way to do it, to be the most helpful way to do it. You, you increase your chances of them getting on board if you can explain to them the problem that you're trying to solve because then you lay out a clear path for them moving forward. All right, I'm going to take a quick break here. I hear feet running behind me. I think my son's looking for us, so we're going to check on that. Don't worry, you won't miss me. Okay, I was right. He was looking for us, and he is now part of the uh, recording team here uh, listening in. So we're on problem to solve. As you're trying to discover what it is you're going to do next, as you're trying to lay out what am I hoping to do next, whether it's a work project as in a career for you or a place of employment or it's something that you're going to spend your time in what's the problem that you're trying to solve and i usually tell clients just write out a list of all the different problems you see that you think need solved whether it is i mean anything from uh, is it a corporate thing like there are problems in businesses at a corporate level that people who've never worked corporate wouldn't know but if you've worked corporate you know oh hey here's a common problem in a corporate setting that needs solved. At this point, you don't even need to answer, can I solve it or anything like that. Just, is there a problem that I'm trying to solve and what is that problem? Don't overthink it. Don't, uh, you know, go into too great a detail. Just what are the problems that I see that need to be solved? Uh, it, could, it could be anything from poverty to we need a better system to deliver food to people. I mean, think about how things like Uber Eats or food delivery 
got delivered. Well, you know, it's funny to me. I was thinking about this the other day. There was a time where grocery delivery was considered pretty common. And then it went away to solve the problem of how do we lower the cost of groceries. And by and large, grocery delivery went away. And then it came back. How do we help working parents get their groceries quicker without the kids? Uh, and of course, increase the profit line for the grocery stores. So what do they do? They came up with grocery delivery. And now people sign up, they make a membership, and it's completely different than it used to be, but it's still the same problem that's being solved with a few others thrown in and added in. So what's the problem that you're trying to solve? If you feel like there are kids who are being under uh, mentored, that's a problem that needs solved. If you feel like uh, maybe we need a better system for how we help kids study, that's a problem that needs solved. Maybe you see a problem in singles finding each other in places outside of bars or online that's a problem that needs solved then whatever you see is something we could improve on as a society is there a problem that needs solved there and just write it down just put it on the sheet of paper here's a problem that i think needs solved okay once you have your list together of the problems to solve we need to whittle it down a little bit because if you're like most people that i work with if you're like me your list of problems to solve is going to be long and it's going to have a lot of data points in it that you may or may not, uh, you know, you, you, sorry, I just saw something that completely, my ADHD just completely went to and I completely lost my train of thought. So we're going to back up. I'm not going to delete it because that's how it goes. I know maybe some people are turned off by that idea, uh, but here it is. If you have a list of problems to solve, you're probably going to have a list that is longer than you can just attack. In other words, it could be overwhelming and you could look at it and be like, okay, great. Now I've got this list of 35 things, 15 things, 10 things, whatever it is. It's a really long list. What do I do with it? How do I uh, actually make this into action? So we need to filter it. We need to apply, apply another filter to it uh, in order to make sure that it works. And so that next filter is, what am I passionate about on this list? What are the, what's the thing that I would do, whether anybody asked me to or not? What is the thing that really moves me? What's the thing that bugs me when I'm ready to fall asleep? What's the thing that's sitting on my mind when I wake up in the morning? What's the thing that I am passionate about? What is it that I want to talk about? And here's some good tests. The, all the questions that I just gave you. If you go out with some friends and you start talking about problems in the world, what's one that you talk about? For some people, this actually makes it a little bit worse because like, what they want to talk about is politics. And they don't like Donald Trump or they love Donald Trump and they don't like whoever the other people are. Or they, don't like, they like the other people, but they hate Donald Trump. And it goes back and forth. And... You know, getting involved in that can be a little bit more difficult. But nonetheless, if, if that's what you're passionate about, if you're passionate about politics, circle it. Just go through and circle the, the three to five things that you're most passionate about. And as you start to wrestle with this, what am I passionate about on this list? You're going to have to make some hard decisions, maybe rank it out a little bit. I'm more passionate about this. If you knew that this was the, your last week, you have one week left what is it that you're hitting? What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're trying to get done as a problem to solve? What is your problem that you're trying to solve? What do you care about? One of the things that I think 
in our we need to be doing something for the sake of doing something society that sometimes hitches us up is we fail to recognize the truth that there are problems need solved there are problems that need solved that not everyone cares about and that's okay it's okay if you see a problem that needs solved and you're like i'm really not passionate about that now maybe you will work on it maybe you will put time into it but maybe you won't and it's probably okay So we're trying to whittle our list down to three to five things that you're passionate about. The things that you just are dialed up about. So you should have started out with a list of problems that need solved. What they were, uh, you know, not overthinking that, just write them out. And then go through and circle the top three to five things that you're passionate about on that list. So a problem that might need solved is where do we bury our pets. I read somewhere that pet cemeteries are shrinking in America. They're not growing. Um, But I'm not very passionate about solving that problem. I will say here's a little tip for you as you kind of move into this. If if you really want to look at this as, as a way of life, which is how I look at it, I actually keep a folder, a digital folder in my Evernote of problems that need solved that I might be interested in doing in the future. So when I come across an article that talks about something, it goes into my, uh, my my folder. And then once every two months, every three months, I schedule a morning, uh, not a whole morning, but time in the morning, where I read that list of problems that need solved and, you know, right away I kind of filter it for, are there any that I'm really passionate about uh, or just sort of passionate about? In order to make it into the list, I have to be somewhat passionate about them. Uh, they won't make it into the list if it's just a problem to solve. They need to be a problem to solve and something that I'm passionate about. And and they've there's a variety of different problems in there. There's personal problems. Uh, I had the privilege of being a young adult in the Great Recession, uh, you know, going through that in my early 20s, early 30s, uh, that created a problem for us later in life in that we had to use a lot of, you know, your 20s is a great time to begin saving for retirement. And so we had to, to do use a lot of that savings uh, to, to pay bills to make it through that time. Uh, there are other issues there. So there's personal problems that come out of that that uh, I, I have to solve. Uh, for some people, I was working with somebody and I was looking at their list. And one of the problems that they're passionate about that they have to solve is college for their kids. That's a problem to solve for them. How do my kids go to college and how do we pay for it? Uh, I know other people who are like, my kids going to college is a problem for them to solve. It's not a problem for me to solve. And so it's not on their list. That's your choice. But again, if you want to make this a way of your a way of life, you know, you might not use Evernote. Maybe you have an analog notebook. Uh, maybe you have a different uh, data keeping system on your computer. But whatever it is, I would encourage you to keep a database of potential problems that you see that need solved. And you're going to move some off. Uh, I actually probably three or four years ago was talking to someone about how I thought there was a need to... Uh, solve the problem of how do parents get groceries without having to bounce off kids. And it wasn't even because of my kids, but literally everybody that I was talking to was talking about how dramatic and how stressful going to the grocery store with their kids was. And I said to a friend of mine, I said, 
somebody should come up with some sort of home delivery system that they market to the stores because you know you could everybody could win the parents could get their groceries the store will get a, a higher profit line which you know some people hate that but profits how places stay in business and whoever comes up with the company should be able to make money too because they can sell it to the store as a service that increases their bottom line etc cetera, etc cetera. and sure enough not too long after that at least in our area this this uh, company called ship opened up and people love it I'll tell you a problem that I think needs to be solved that I'm passionate about but I haven't been able to answer the third question yet is how do we improve the quality of life of people living in retirement homes to be honest with you I really don't have a very good answer to that but I do know there's another problem that I'm passionate about and that is how do we help young students learn to read uh, more fluently and I think those two problems could come together and I've heard about places where they bus in people or they bus in students to read with volunteers in nursing homes and we're not necessarily talking about retirement homes where you know mom and dad retired to the estates where they live in their own place we're talking about places uh kind of the the stereotypical thought that runs into your brain in a nursing home and 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 maybe the other place too but again connecting older life to younger life because here's a third problem that I think needs to be solved. You can tell I have a list of these things, hopefully, uh, that I'm also passionate about, is, is we don't seem to value life at all aspects. I'm concerned in our society, we only seem to value, quote, productive life, end quote, which is the life of people making money. And so we value people from about 14 to 57. And then we kind of just, like, hear insults, making fun of old people. And it's it's mainstream. It's not... It's not, uh, it's, it's not at the fringes anymore. It's mainstream, and it's wrong, and it's a problem that we need to solve. And so somehow those three things I'd love to see come together where somehow I could facilitate reading uh, facilitation between elderly people and younger students. And where, when I heard about this, it was actually from a speaker who talked about they were doing it, I believe, in England, and what they found was is that the people who were volunteering to read were actually going off medicines. They were uh, de- reporting f- highly decreased um, depression scores. And they were getting a higher quality of life in the last stages of life. And the kids, many of how it started where they were at-risk readers, were suddenly becoming high-level readers. They were moving forward. And so it was beneficial to both people. So this idea is actually on two lists that I have, which is not part of this podcast, but I have a problem to solve list folder, and then I have a future projects folder, and it's in both. If something makes it to both folders, it tends to get a lot more of my attention, and it's something that I'm constantly chewing on. How can I get to a solution on that problem? Which brings me to the third question you need to ask yourself. After you've made your list of problems to solve and you're trying to figure out what is the problem that I'm trying to solve and then you're trying to find out what are the things that I'm passionate about, narrowing it down to three things, maybe five, maybe just one. Maybe you're like, you know what, that one right there, that's the first one I'm passionate about. Then comes the very very most, I believe, important question in this process. The third question is, what do I have the propensity to solve? What do I have the propensity to solve? In other words, you know, there are problems that need solved that I can't figure out. I think that cars could be made more efficient, but I don't really know 
well, for one, I'm not that passionate about it, but I don't, I'm not an engineer. I'm never going to be able to solve that problem. The reading problem, I, I could probably solve that one. I probably have the propensity to at least try that and get to the place where if I fail, I fail. Do you have the resources, the skills, the ability to put energy into motion that could solve the problem? Now you found a direction that you might be able to move forward into. And the thing of it is, is, is saying that, yes, I believe I have the energy, the skills, the resources to put energy into motion doesn't mean you'll be successful. In other words, I could try something with the reading thing and it might not work. Right now, I, I, have, a, I have a third list of what are the things that are keeping me from solving the problem? What are, what are the things that are keeping me from being able to move that problem into a solved or attempted to be solved category and until I'm able to uh, work around those issues I'm not going to be able to solve it and so and and there are people who are doing really good work in in that arena that's the other thing as you start to look at what's the propensity of myself to be able to work on this problem to move the needle on this problem to solve the problem a little bit you have to ask yourself what are the uh, arenas where are the the areas where other people are already putting energy into motion to solve the problem. So one of the problems that I believe needs to be solved is children born in poverty in other countries. If, if you've ever been to another country, uh, you will know that there is uh, people living just in, I don't care how poor we are here in America, most of the time, the majority of us are, are wealthy compared to what's going on in other countries. There's epidemics, and so that is a problem that needs solved. It is something I'm passionate about, and there are other organizations that are doing more than I can do because I'm not going to be able to move to another country to solve it. So I partner with those other organizations in the form of money. I send them money. I, I write letters regularly to, to the children. Uh, I send the children gifts. Um, pray for them regularly if you're not spiritual if you don't if, if you believe you're spiritual but but not religious but you don't believe in prayer that's fine I'm just telling you what I do and and so I partner with another organization uh, I talk to other people about partnering with those organizations I I I support other people who talk about partnering with that organization so I was at a concert where someone was talking about supporting the organization that I partner with because they partner with them this person has a lot more influence probably than I do but nonetheless I did what I could to hey you know what people tell me they went to that concert oh great did you know he really is a fan of uh, Compassion International and so we utilize those things to help move the needle a little bit to stem you know, give, give these kids a chance, their families a chance at a better life. Because that's a problem that we see that needs solved. It's a problem that we're passionate about. And it's a problem that we have the propensity to work on. And that's the three P's. Problem to solve, problems that you're passionate about, and problems that you have the propensity to solve. As you start to look at your list and you see, okay, here's some problem that I'm trying to solve. Here's uh, something that I'm passionate about that I'm trying to solve and here's things that I could do on it here is actionable ideas that I could put into motion you have movement you can start movement you now have the, the boundary lines you now have the road the, the lines painted on the road to move your vehicle forward into making a change into making movement into doing something 
that will help either you or the world or the people around you. And so it helps you move things in the right direction. One of the things that my wife and I are working on is we believe that couples need a problem to solve is that couples are not as successful as they could be. They're, they're not taught how to be successful. Couples are having issues in, you know, they get married and, and uh, the numbers are continually concerning to us about how long marriages last, about how quickly we get to divorce. And so we do counseling. But we be, one of the problems that we believe is there isn't, counseling isn't going, not everyone's going to go to counseling. It isn't going to work. Obviously, I apologize right now. Lots of my neighbors are waking up. Uh, we're getting into the morning. And my ADHD is getting a little distracted, so I apologize. But a lot of couples aren't going to go to traditional counseling for a host of reasons. But they would benefit from the material. So we put it into a conference. And we think that there's still more people. There's still another problem to be solved. That some people need more than just a conference. And so we're going to try. We've been trying now for two years to set up a uh, retreat. A intensive kind of boot camp style retreat that people would go to with us to engage in the change for health process for relationships. And we believe that that won't even solve all the problems that we see. We believe that there is another way to do that, another propensity, which is to create video curriculum, which we're working on right now. I mean, not at this exact moment while I'm sitting here in the campground, but certainly that we're working on to help people gain information, gain skills to have better relationships because the, the, the lack of healthy relationships is a problem that we need to see, we believe needs to be solved. It is something that we're passionate about. When we're driving down the road, we talk about it. When we're sitting at home, we talk about it. When we're sitting here at the campsite uh, watching my not seasoned wood, not fire, we are, can you tell I'm bitter? We are talking about it. We're passionate about it. And we have the propensity to put motion into our ideas into motion, emotion into action to help try to solve that problem through a multitude of ways. And so that's kind of how that works. That will help you understand a little bit, I hope, how we do the project's ideas, how we get to ideas, and how we try to do things. What's the problem that we're trying to solve? Well, relationships are struggling. I don't care who you are, with the exception of one book that was written that was very poorly researched. The data's clear. Relationships are struggling. So how do we help that? Well, we believe in counseling. We believe in that. As a career field, we've seen it help people. Uh, my wife, who I like to call the wizard, just got uh, an email from a former client about how she changed that client's life and, and all the, the things that she did for the client that helped the client achieve a better quality of life. When my wife read it to me, there were literally tears in her eyes. Uh, she would tell you that it was allergies. I don't believe her. Right. So we believe in that process, but we know that it's not going to reach everyone. And we want to take this problem solving to as many people as we can. So the next problem that we're trying to solve is how do we get it into more people's hands? Well, we have conferences. We're trying to get retreats going, but there are things that are working against us. That doesn't mean we stop because we're still passionate about it. And then what is it that we have the propensity to solve? What is it that we possess the skills and the resources that we can make movement on it? Obviously, counseling. We went and got those, those licenses. Right? We went to school. We spent 
thousands of dollars, almost $100,000 to get a master's degree so that we could be licensed in our state to do counseling. And then we do marketing for these conferences, right? We're, we're, we're spending money, we're spending time and energy. I'm always doodling ideas on how do we teach this information. She's coming up with ideas. Okay, and then as we're talking, we're also talking about what's the next thing. This podcast is one of the ways that we try to solve the problem of how do we get more information to more people? How do we remove barriers between people and solutions to what it is that they're looking for? And so as we engage that process, oftentimes we will have other problems that we need to solve. And that just we just restart the process at that point. I've discovered another problem that I need to solve. So we started the podcast. I started a YouTube channel. I uh, was not finding the traction there that I felt I should be. So I, I talked to an expert on YouTube and how that works. And they pointed out a long list of problems with my page. Lots of problems to solve that I'm working on solving. But for the moment, that page got moved to the back. So that's moved to the back of the list. I'm not working on it currently. And actually, I am working on it, but it's not being published, the, the work that I'm doing currently. And so it's moved to the back because I don't have the propensity to be able to solve that problem and the other problems that I'm trying to solve. So as you look forward, I hope this is helpful to you. What is the problem that you're trying to solve? What is it? What are the list of when you get into that list of problems? What are you passionate about? There's a problem that you're trying to solve and you're not passionate about it. Unless you have to solve it, you probably won't. You probably won't put the time and energy into it to be fruitful in your attempts to solve it. And then what do you have the propensity to solve? What do you have the skill set, the resources that you can put ideas into energy and energy into motion so that you can move towards that project? All right. I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I know you could do anything with your time, and I'm just so deeply honored that you were willing to give me uh, some of your time to listen to this episode. If you liked it, if you found it helpful, please give us a review in whatever your podcast player is. Share it with your friends. Share it via social media. Uh, That is the best way for us to get this information out. And you would then become part of our propensity to solve the problem of how do we take away more barriers so that more people have access to this information. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at joemartino.com. You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the contact me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.